Welcome to Dancing Through Life with Irini, the podcast dedicated to getting you onto the dance floor of life. As we pivot and swirl on the dance floor, we create awareness and shift our mindset. Join me in a playful spirit as we overcome our limitations, inspire each other, and achieve our potential. Let's dance together. Hello and welcome. I'm Irini and I'm so happy to have you back for our second podcast. This podcast is an extension of my ethos as a transformational coach guiding people to achieve their dreams. My purpose is to inspire and give hope. The name of my coaching business is Me Too Morph. That comes from the Greek word metamorphosis or change. Me Too Morph is shorthand for I too can change. I named this podcast Dancing Through Life with Irini because I believe that we can all tap into the metaphorical spirit of dance to overcome our anxieties and achieve our potential. Today, we continue our four-part series on the castle principles developed by my coaching mentor, Dr. Lance Secretin. As we said last week, CASEL is an acronym. It stands for courage, authenticity, service, truthfulness, love, and effectiveness. The castle principles are a set of values that can make a difference in all our lives. In our first episode, we were joined by our guest dancer of life, Paul Rue. Paul is a financial coach from Cape Town, South Africa. Paul told us about the role the first two castle principles, courage and authenticity, play in his life. Today, Paul is back with us, and I'm so pleased to have another special guest, dancer of life, Rebecca Boswell. Rebecca is a transformational coach from Austin, Texas. In my conversation with Rebecca, I started as I did with Paul in asking about her limitations. Like Paul, she was very willing to share. Rebecca, welcome. Hi, Eudini. So great to be with you here today. Same here. I'm very excited. So, Rebecca, you've had a chance to listen to my conversation with Paul last week, and we spoke about the importance of overcoming our limitations and the role the castle principles might play in that. So let me begin by asking you the same question I asked Paul. Are there any limitations that you feel are holding you back, whether they are imposed on you by someone or something else or imposed on yourself? You know, three years ago, we moved to Austin, Texas. Um, I'm originally from upstate New York and have lived a bunch of different places. and. Um, when we moved here, I found it was challenging for some reason, different than other moves that I've had to really find my place and feel like I belonged and find my people and my niche. And I really felt it personally in my personal life and also with my identity, with my business, all kinds of different areas of my life. I guess I had these preconceived notions and stereotypes actually in my head about what it meant to move to Texas. I'm not used to living, I was not used to living in the suburbs. You know, New York and Texas are very different in many different ways, culturally, 
We live in Austin, which has its own flavor, but still there is a lot of cultural difference. And I somehow had this feeling that, that if I showed up completely as myself with all of the kind of woo-woo elements and aspects of um, what I bring to my business and what I love to bring to clients, I really had this sense that I, you know, I would be interesting to put this into words. Um, Yeah, that I just wouldn't fit in or that it'd be too weird or, you know, that I would somehow yeah, become the weird, you know, the weird one that's new to the community, right? Sure. Um, Yeah, well, I'm curious, how difficult do you feel it is to overcome those kinds of feelings? Yeah, well, that is a personal game. (laughs) And I think it's one of those things where it's a process and each person is going to have their individual process. And Sometimes it takes a little longer than others. And this is how it looked for me to realize, oh, wait a minute. There are thoughts here. There are beliefs here. There are feelings and emotions here that really do not serve me, that really are not in alignment with who and what I really am at the core. And I couldn't make myself, you know, this is, I think this is the main takeaway that really helped me shift it Uh is I couldn't make myself small enough Mm. to live in the reality I thought I had moved into. Mm. And so I kind of had this sense of like, well, this is how it is here. This is how we do it here. This is the new way. And I couldn't get small enough to make it work. And what I realized is if that doesn't work, I need to get as big as I really am. And allow those people to see it as a beacon of light who are looking for that and to, as I've known before, but, you know, I forget these things sometimes, um, you know, to, to really just allow those people to fall away that are not looking for what I have to offer. And that's okay. And that is okay. Yes. Having acceptance of what is, It takes courage to just let things be. Being genuine allows the beacon of light within to shine for others. I love how courage and authenticity are showing up for Paul and Rebecca on the dance floor of life. From here, we moved into the next two castle principles, service and truthfulness. We will begin with service, which is willing and actively supporting the good of the other. Now, how beautiful is that to be willing to use the voice of love? For me, this is about giving my heart to others. It means serving other people's needs. You know, how do I choose to show up and treat others? And I love the um, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm. And that's, for me, that's all about honoring the sacredness in others and and living from our higher self. Um, I can remember over a decade ago, I had a beautiful, beautiful colleague named Charlie. He was so beautiful. People used to tell me, oh, he should be in the movies and that I could make a lot of money with him. 
you know, but I thought that Charlie had something better to offer. So, you know, I decided to bring him into hospitals as a therapy dog for like several years. He did great work bringing joy to people who were down on their health. And for me, Charlie embodied service. It was like an act of service for me too, because being selfless in sharing Charlie's unconditional love for the good of others. So yeah, I, beautiful. I love that. So Paul, what does service mean to you? You know, there's a saying that I really, um, that I really love is that you keep what you have by giving it away. Yes, and I love that. Yeah, love it's that. such a beautiful, often a really strange paradox. I mean, yeah. what? You know, I'm giving it away. How can <laughs> I? It makes no sense, Paul, that, that no, you, you're, right. and I'm like, well, that's exactly what it is. And I really feel, and that's how God works. You know, I see how God works. God works very differently to how the world works. Um, and we keep what we have by giving it away. You know, um, if, if I humble myself, I will feel exalted in some way, shape or form, whether that's uh, feeling um, energized and invigorated, yeah. Um, but the moment I start to think I'm better than everybody else and things like that, I can come crashing down because I'm always comparing myself to other people Then I'm going to become depressed Then I, and it, there's so there's these, uh, interesting, um, ways of thinking about things and that whole thing around, yeah, you keep what you have by giving it away is, yeah, is I, I totally agree. It's that, you know, what we give, it comes back twofold. And it's having right. a yes. generous spirit, you know, and um, and yeah. that's what service is about, right? It's right. it's about yeah. being generous, generous with your time, well, and uh, and your motive. You know, I always got to question my motive when I'm doing service too, because if I'm doing it because I want to get something or I want exactly. people to approve of me, exactly. then I'm not doing it in a way that's authentic. Because again, I got to be authentic in my approach here, and exactly. it's got to come from an authentic place and be sincere around it. And uh, that's when I really reap the benefits of it. I love it. So Rebecca, what does service mean to you? Yeah, I love this question. Um, we all have those things about us that are unique to us. You can call them superpowers, you can call them gifts, you can call them capacities, whatever you call it, there are these things that you know in your heart of hearts that you have a certain knack for that is easy for you, that, um, that people actually seek you out for. Yeah. And so this is a special gift that's been given to you that no one else has in the same way. And so then it becomes your the words that I want to use here, you know, you could use your mission. If you choose to accept that as your mission, you could call it your purpose. If you want to use it as a compass. Um, I like to think of it as an invitation, basically saying, this is the gift that you have to give and you are invited to give that gift further. And when we give that gift further, we inspire those around us yeah. to be able to find the gifts within themselves, whatever they look like, and then give those gifts further. So the more that we are willing to have generosity of spirit and to give of ourselves, 
the more we invite others to do the same. I love that generosity of spirit. Yes, it's, um, it's really just basically coming out of ourselves and going and diving into other people's lives as opposed to just, you know, focusing on me, myself and I, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, you know, being a Scrooge, you have a whole, you have a whole coffer filled with riches. Yes. Um, but what does that truly give you if you're not living a rich and fulfilling life? Yeah. And, you know, I think this, it's really important to notice the authenticity piece here, though, as well, um, because we can go and do a bunch of things for others. Yeah. But if we're not aware of what the energy is behind that doing, we may actually miss the mark. That's right. So you may you may speak a kind word, you may give a, a hug, you may send a note, um, and it may have a lasting ripple effect mm. on the li life or lives of other of many others, and and it's coming from a, that genuine, authentic place, right? Yep. Now, on the other hand, you could also donate millions to some sort of a charity and do it out of a place of superiority, out of a place of pity, out of a place of duty and obligation. And the energy behind it is very different. Yes. So the authenticity piece is so important because that actually determines the value of the gift we give when we give of ourselves um, versus some of the external value markers that we might put on things like how much time, how much money, how big, right? right. Um, so just important to, to make that distinction so that we can be honest and aware with ourselves. Rebecca touched on a very important point here, that service is tied in with authenticity. It's important to realize that the castle principles don't operate in isolation. The beauty is they are intertwined with each other. From here, we moved on to the next principle, truthfulness. I have always been an enthusiast of the maxim, the truth will set you free. Truthfulness is being honest and transparent in all thought, words, and actions. In this conversation, Paul ties in authenticity as well. Yeah, so what does truthfulness mean to you, Paul? Yeah, again, truthfulness is a, is a really foundational principle. Uh, I need to be honest and uh, I need to to seek the truth, to find out the truth. And, and uh, it does, it's amazing how these principles just sort of tie into one another because it's a measure of authenticity or it's an act of authenticity, should I say. Uh, and it's, it requires a lot of courage. I think, you know, in the beginning, um, when I really needed to get honest and truthful about where I'm at and what I want to do and where I want to be in the world, I needed to look at some things that, uh, in all honesty, I didn't really like. So being honest with myself is very important. And, and then being um, also honest were, and sharing my truth to the world and standing up for my own truth, which, I, you know, a lot of the time, whether it's putting boundaries down, and now we're going into a season where there's a lot of family and there's a lot of friends and 
they're all going to come with different personalities and different yeah. perspectives and different approaches. So, uh, it, you know, I'm a, uh, my family, God, I love them. I, I love them to bits, but I don't, we don't, I don't live with them all the time. So I'm not used to, and I'm used to doing things a certain way and they're used to doing things a certain way. So it requires me to be authentic, put down boundaries, um, be respectful yeah. and, you know, being of service to others. Yes. Helping out where I can and so on. Very important, but also sharing my truth saying, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not able to do that right now, but can we try reschedule another time or whatever that is that's going to work and that requires communication and being truthful. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a, such a great point. You know, how do we choose to communicate with others and speak our truth? How do we tell the truth uh, that's in our hearts and, and, and also at the same time, uh, to be helpful and positive and, and, and to not put the other person down, but to, you know, uplift them in a thoughtful way. Yeah, yes, yes. That just reminds me of something. Um, when I was a teenager, I had a friend who had like, her, who had like a house of cats, like a dozen of cats and and she had like three dogs and, and her closet smelled of litter. And mm. I, I, I was so torn because I wanted to tell her, but I was afraid to tell her because I didn't want to lose her as a friend. But then I really thought about it. And I said, if I was really a friend, I need to to speak my truth, I need to tell her the truth. So I took a chance and, and I said, if I lose this friendship, so be it. But I needed to, to tell the truth. And that was really scary for me because I loved her and I didn't want to lose her as a friend. Well, I was very grateful that I did that because she really appreciated it. And she, um, she thanked me for it. So, wow, I took a chance in losing a friendship because I wanted to be honest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Being honest. And I'm sure your relationship is probably stronger for oh, it. Of course. We now move on to Rebecca's take. I'm curious, what does truthfulness mean to you, Rebecca? Yeah, um, you use the word integrity. And for me, that's a, a big piece. And mm-hmm. it's not integrity in terms of how other people see you. Yes, that comes down the road. But first and foremost, it's about integrity with yourself. What are, what do I know? And am I living by it? Mm. What have I committed to with and for myself or in my life? And am I upholding those promises to myself? And you know, one of the big things that that I play with on a moment to moment basis is this idea that choice creates, right? And so the more that we choose things, the more movement we have, the more possibilities keep showing up. We don't know what's going to show up, but something's going to show up. And at least we're moving, moving along in our process. But whatever we choose, it does create what comes next, whether on a psychological level and energetic level, 
you know, it doesn't really matter what you believe in, in terms of that. But part of this thing with the truthfulness is really allowing yourself to see what is yes. and then have the courage to choose what you want to do with that. Exactly. And <laughs> you may not choose, right? And, and sometimes you may say, oh, this would be the best choice for me. And you maybe don't choose that. You choose something else because for whatever reason, that's what you are willing to choose at that moment. But at least you're being honest with yourself and you're having integrity and you know what you're doing and you're doing it with you know with all of you and you're not you know <laughs> you're not trying to pull the wool over your eyes i used to pull the wool over my eyes because i used to be buried in my stories but now i am so grateful that i have been able to put my stories away and now see and love my truth and this allows me to be truthful with others I really appreciate Rebecca's and Paul's authenticity and willingness to dance with us today. If you are interested in how aligned your life is with the Castle Principles, you can find Dr. Secretan's Castle Assessment Form on my website podcast page and dance along with us. I'll leave you with two questions to ponder over the next week. What act of service will you take onto the dance floor of life? And where in your life do you need to be more truthful? We'll be back next week with Paul and Rebecca to cover the final two castle principles, love and effectiveness. We love feedback. Let us know what you thought about today's podcast. You can contact me through my website, metoomorph.com. That's M-E, the number two, M-O-R-P-H.com. Please share the podcast and consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple. Thank you, loving souls, for connecting with us today. Until next time, stay in the flow on the dance floor of life. As we say in Greek, Hoppa!